0: So you guys are pregnant. Dang it. I actually got like nervously excited because when you're like, oh, I actually have something to talk about today, I'm like, wait a minute, they weren't in all morning? This would (laughs) explain why Blake was so sick on the trip. She's finally pregnant. No. No. Not yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel good. like not only <laughs> did I get it wrong, I feel like I had a sore subject. No, it's, it's fine. Today, we are partaking in my least favorite of the big brand, <laughs> Rip Beers. <laughs> Actually, brand. no, Mug is my least favorite. I have memories of going to baseball games in Buchanan, like Little League baseball games. Oh, interesting. And my mom would get me Rip Beer, and it would be Mug, and I would like always get a headache. Oh, interesting. So I don't like Mug.
1: What's the other one? So there's Mug, there's A&W, and then there's that... Barks. Barks. I like Barks. Barks is my...
0: Honestly, quite possibly my favorite RIP beer of all time. Guys, get a load of this. Fizzy, fizzy. Brent, shout out to you and Maggie. I'm drinking this out of the... What material is this? Is it glass? It's not silicone. Porcelain? It's that red Solo cup that you got me, but it's made out of mug material. (laughs) Thank you, Brent. I'm drinking out of that. Welcome back to eat. Er, every time. (laughs) Every time. Welcome back to Back to the Roots. We don't have a bottle today. We have a can. Can we do it? (laughs) Can we? Yes, we.
1: What's Bob the Builder?
0: What? Never mind. <laughs> What's Bob the Builder? It's, can we fix it? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's a hilarious meme I saw, and my son. it's, you know, how he has a wife or a girlfriend? Like, he oh, has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just Bob the Builder going, can we fix it? And then it's her, and she says, no, Bob, we can't just sign the divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfunny, but funny at the same time. <laughs> Mm. We're doing a another lunch special um, Hence the smacking hunts. and the weird It's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be Although it might get gnarly when I dig into my avocado. Oh, dude. This avocado has horns. Look it
1: boop, Oh boop. <laughs> It's like a little animal
0: Interesting. I'm excited to get into this guy So You said you had something to talk about today
1: well it's nothing crazy, but it's like a multi-part. Well, it's like backing up. So this year, I want to be more productive at accomplishing like goals that I have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them are like career goals, professional. Some of them are like creative goals. Is yeah, mic on.
0: No, it's not. I was just double checking oh.
1: Um And some of it's just like creating good habits. So, I read the book. I'm reading more books, but I'm listening to them, which has been great. Uh, so, I listened to the book Atomic Habits, which I highly recommend. There's a lot of good things about like habit stacking and like pairing and like like using the things that tempt you in a good way with the ha- things that you are not tempted by. Like, there are things that tempt you that form bad habits, but then there are like things that are not that are like neutral that you can like. You know, pair with habits you want to have, and I kind of realized last night I was like talking to Blake about it, and it was like, like I want to get up early and I want to work out. Both of those are things that are hard to do naturally, Facts. so it's like I need to pair a habit with something that I already like doing, and it's been even harder lately because I've been staying up late watching the Olympics, so then it's hard for me to get up really. Mm. So what I was like, I should just habit stack, and I'm like, I'm going to create the habit of watching the Olympics and working out while I watch the Olympics. Oh, interesting. Um, so that then I associate like exercise with something I enjoy doing. And then after the Olympics is over, then I might in- actually enjoy working out more because I've associated with something else, and then I might enjoy getting up early more. So it's kind of like that that whole like trail. It's kind of an experiment.
0: It's a good idea. There is the possibility that it backfires, mm-hmm. and then the Olympics become less enjoyable because it reminds you of getting up early and working That's out. It's true. Where are the Olympics this year? Beijing. Again? <laughs> yeah, the last time, so like, it was, last year it was in Tokyo. Right, but it was in it was in Beijing, the Summer Olympics. like In 20, 2008. 2008. So that was
1: uh, how many years ago? That's a long time solid <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Show me. laughs> so it's a while ago um but anyway it's that's been fun to watch I always you know my family's super big in the Olympics so' um, How's Sean white doing is he going yet Uh, the qualifying for the half pipe is tonight so I'm excited for that um yeah this is his last one so
0: he's like last whobra it's like Michael Phelps's yeah It's so weird, like, I remember when he was kind of busting onto the scene a little bit, and he Mm. was, like, in his prime. Like, let's be honest, he never left his prime. He's, like, been the king of both sports, like, skateboarding, snowboarding, um, for as long as I can remember. But he is, like, old now. Like, he Mm. looks old. I'll bet you he doesn't even really smoke weed anymore. (laughs) He, he looks like he's matured <laughs> past that. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no, we, no. I go to bed at 8 a.m. 8 p.m. Yeah. I'll probably start watching it some. It's just it kind of took me off guard. Are they letting people in this year, actually? Is there a... No, there's only it's like... So it's weird. very
1: limited. Parents can't come. so it's, it's,
0: Parents can't come. Yeah. So if it's limited, who can come?
1: Like... I think it's like one other person and that usually ends up being like your trainer so dang it's a lot of just like Like support staff and then other teammates that come and like cheer your people on so it's weird.
0: That's real weird
1: um, But that's been fun. It's kind of like I just realized that last night and I decided mm-hmm. To do that um, I've also kind of been doing the habit of like even if I don't work out Mm -hmm. get up and put my like workout like whatever I would wear to work out even Mm -hmm. if I'm going to immediately change into my like work clothes Mm -hmm. so I've been like the last few days I started it before we left on the Louisiana trip but then I'm getting back into it is I'll get up and even if I don't decide to go to the gym I'm gonna put on clothes like I'm going to the gym and then I'll change and take a shower and go to work to just be like associating like Getting up and like getting ready for the gym, even if I don't go to the gym, because the you know the mindset. Excuse me. Is that eventually you know they're like just go to the gym for like five minutes, you know, and then it's like while well, putting this much effort into it, I might actually just stay. Yeah. It sounds like I'm I'm not going to be going to the gym for five minutes, but that's what people have done, and then mm-hmm. they lose like a ton of weight.
0: Well, but- you honestly like if if you can bust through that, um barrier of, cause I, that's how I kind of got into working out early in the morning is I I did it for a while and then I fell out of it. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get up early mm-hmm. I'm not going to the gym, but I'm just going to get up as early as if I was going to the gym. Yeah. And the upside to that is especially if you're actually going to put your clothes on, like you're going to the gym, mm-hmm. if you're up early enough to actually do it, even if you're not planning on doing it, mm-hmm. you're just like. Well, I'm up, I'm awake. I might as well just go, <laughs> yeah. Or even like, even if you don't have time, you're up and you're like, I have this extra time, I you're might gonna as be doing well just something, do some push ups or something like yeah. not even exercise, but yeah, yeah, you could. So, that's I feel like a good habit to be in for sure.
1: So, working on that, I'm not going to stress about getting up early yet for the next couple weeks because of the Olympics, mm-hmm. but. Because I'm going to be watching the Olympics, I'm still going to be doing some sort of working out because right. I'm going to be starting that. And yeah. then I want to do more writing because I want to grow in understanding like stories. Because like my like dreams would be to do more, you know, narrative story work mm-hmm. and like creative work in that way. So, I, instead of just like I'm going to sit down and write like a screenplay or a full out story every day or once a week or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm just writing down one idea for a story every day and um so that's been good it's been like usually it'll be like the last thing i do i forget and then i'm gonna write down but i'm like very determined not to miss a day so then hopefully even at the end of the year i have like hundreds of story ideas that i can then like Pull from. Pull from and look at.
0: Potentially actually put one into.
1: I've been listening to this book called Creativity, Inc., which is about the guy who started Pixar and is the head of Disney animations. And
0: he also started Monsters, Inc. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and he talks about something in Pixar called the, the Brain Trust, which is a group of people that just really understand story. And like plot and like what makes a, something good and they pitch people them ideas and then the brain trust, like a board, will take that like raw story idea and shape it into whatever is best. And like regardless of like bias or like feelings of the, what the director has, they're just going to do whatever is best for the story. So it's like, oh, I kind of want to at the end of the year, like form a brain trust and be like. Just pitch people ideas rapid-fire and then people that I trust that know what you know have good instincts for story They may not be like Pixar you know Directors or writers, but mm-hmm. people who have like that kind of creative like interest or leaning
0: Do you um when when you're getting into the writing? Are you gonna do that like technique of just write so many pages a day? Because you're not writing a book per se, but that still, th- same thing could yeah. still
1: apply. I think it'll probably be something like that. I'm trying to figure out what my next step is like a plan from transitioning from the one idea every day to how to grow that. So you're probably right. It could be like write a page a day, you know, write two pages. Mm hmm. Uh, I think that's probably a good place to be because if I have two pages no matter what that's something that's more than a lot of the times that I'm I'm writing and the more I'm thinking of story ideas like last night I had an idea that I was like I could easily write several pages about it right you know? and so it's kind of like keeping those tucked away and being ready to do those
0: this is, this is starting to sound like an episode of eat my shorts but um, mm-hmm. there is definitely I think something to be said about whether you're editing video or writing or whatever just continuing to move forward Mm -hmm. Um, like even when, so for the listeners, um, I was working on a project where basically I had to create an old timey, like old West news article. And the big thing about it was just the headline. The headline was the most important thing. But then there was like three columns for text for the actual article and nobody was going to read that. Um, but I needed to fill it up. I'm like, this could be fun. So, um, I did. I didn't know where it was gonna go, but like you just start writing mm-hmm. and like even if it's just gibberish, then you can it, it it's gonna inspire something.
1: You kinda have a knack for improv writing like that. <laughs> it was like it kinda flows from like
0: your meme energy a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it's just pretty chaotic. The Boy Scouts always come into it. <laughs> the Boy Scouts of America were the first on the scene of the twisted, mangled wreck of the train. Yeah, it, it memorized them? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not word for word, but it's it's close. Um, but yeah, that, that I'll be interested to see. You should publish a, a book when you're done. Graham's short stories.
1: Maybe. I had another idea. So like my idea for yesterday, which I really kind of want to do, but I'm going to give it time because some of these ideas I like, I'm super passionate about right off the bat, <laughs> and then I kind of like dwindle in my passion for it. So that's another nice thing about these ideas is I like don't have the pressure to like, this is the one. I can just write down a bunch of them and then like what sits with me over time mm-hmm. is the one that I actually want to do. And I thought about, you know, people always say like make something that you're super passionate about. And I'm like, I have all these like vague ideas of what I'm passionate about, but like on a story and an emotion level. Hold on. Pause oh, Are you here? For Graham. Okay. His right. wife has arrived. I'll be right there.
0: Graham will be back. Graham has been using his wife's keys. Shout out to Blake's keys. They're jangly. They're long. And I say long because she has a lanyard on it. But the lanyard is like, it's very like Target-y. By target-y, I mean like something you would buy at Target. Target is the whitest white person store I have ever seen I'm not complaining but it's very yeah this is the sort of thing that these are the sort of things that white people buy um like Blake's lanyard it has like some beads on it and it's a string it's not a strap Mm -hmm. excuse me um that being said I still do do some shopping at Target um very rarely, but I do. There are a few places around here where you can buy frozen cream cheese wontons. Target is the only one that I know. Meyer doesn't have it. I don't think Walmart has them. And cream cheese wontons are the bomb. I didn't understand them for a while. My buddy Than, shout out to my boy, Christopolis. Christopoulos. Uh, that's not how his name is really spelled, but he turned me on to these things. And uh, I finally tried one one day. And I'm like, holy cow! It's sweet. It's kind of savory, but it's cream cheese. Cream cheese. There's okay. There's all these conspiracy theories about like the crystal skulls, um, which if you don't know about those, those are from like, uh, um, they're from all around the world. They're like these supposed ancient artifacts. So it doesn't matter. Uh, there's like all these conspiracy theories about all these old artifacts that were given to humans by aliens. I think cream cheese was given to us by the star people. Cuz it is so good. Either the star people or just an angel. Like God sent Gabriel to some place and you know the, the people in Israel were like, you know, spreading their fig stuff on on their uh, bread or their toast or whatever, their crackers. And God's like, okay, we've given them a few thousand years to figure this out. They haven't figured out how to make this amazing stuff yet. So Gabriel, take this on down, give it to him. So Gabriel just pops down. Um, he just goes, here you go. This is really good stuff. And they took it. You know, the block wrapped in like that tinfoily wrapper wrapping. And they spread it on their cracker. And then they put the fig jam on it. The world has never been the same. It doesn't quite, you know, stack up to the impactfulness of the gospel. So that part didn't make it into the Bible. But I think uh, even though it's conjecture, it's, it's, I think, pretty reasonable to assume that's what happened. I refuse to believe that anybody else could have, I, I refuse to believe that any imperfect human could have created something so magnificent. And then somebody took it and they made a cake out of it. And oh my. Cheesecake is, that's thats right behind it. I think, uh, you know, if cream cheese came from heaven, um, I think there was rejoicing in heaven when a human finally figured out how to make cheesecake. I think they've been eating that in heaven forever. And they were just waiting. And somebody finally did it. And, uh, you know, I wonder if it actually came about in new york because it's like new york style cheesecake is like you know the basic vanilla or whatever so let's look it up where was cheesecake invented cheese cake invented oh surprise heaven (laughs) just kidding um while many assume cheesecake originated in new york it does bake it does bake (laughs) it dates back much much further over 4,000 years ago, in the 5th century, the ancient Greeks on the island of Sa- Samos, Samos created the earliest known cheesecake. Bro, this lines up better with my theory than I could have even thought. Graham cheesecake came from heaven. What? Okay. Um, so, cream cheese, I believe, came from heaven. Uh-huh. It was not created by man. Is it manna?
1: Is cream cheese manna? Uh,
0: I think it was actually given to the Israelites after the manna to spread on it. But because of editing and just length and overall like distractive purpose, it was taken out of the Bible. God was like, Moses, take that part out. It's not necessary. It's good, but it's not necessary. Our
1: little secret.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it eventually got out, but I looked it up here because somebody, you know, eventually they took cream cheese and they made a cake out of it, cheesecake. It was actually not invented in New York. It, date ba- it dates back over 4,000 years uh, in the 5th century BC, the ancient Greeks on the island of Samos created the earliest known cheesecake. Whoa. Greece is super close to Israel, so I think this is <laughs> God gives his chosen people the chosen spread. and <laughs> That's a good brand name. The for- chosen spread. <laughs> And then uh, I, can't, I can't believe it's not heaven. <laughs> 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 um, and then it just works its way over to probably what happened was it stayed a secret. And Paul probably had like a scroll that was handed off to him. And then on his like gospel tours, he's in Greece and he accidentally like loses the scroll. He's like, here's a track, here's some cheese. <laughs> and then the Greeks like pick up the scroll, they're like, what's this? And they open it up and they're like, and they make cheesecake, and that's that's wild. Like that, I f- I feel like cheesecake is a very twenty first century thing. But it's like mm-hmm. you could go back in a time machine four thousand years and eat cheesecake. That's amazing. I'm down. Let's do it. That's kind of crazy. That'd be a good. Like weird time travel movie. It's like
1: actually this wouldn't be a bad idea. Like a time travel movie that based around food. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a food like like a. It was like a mockumentary style. So it's like basically those food shows, food travel shows where they go across and like, hey, we're in this little shop and, you know, Mama Italy's made this forever, you know. <laughs> now we're going to Ecuador and we're going to like try there, you know, whatever, whatever. It would be even. But they tra- they travel in like years. Like we're now in 21 BC in Greece and we're having cheesecake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if. What if. The time machine, like instead of setting the dial, yeah. Like, what if they? Okay, what if they did figure out time travel, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't like, you couldn't choose exactly when to go back. But if you put something under like the scanner Mm -hmm. of the time machine, it like scans Mm -hmm. it and it sends you back to like the earliest known the origin the origin of that thing. That'd be crazy. That would be cool. Like you have
1: cream cheese, and then you have this one like poor. You know, Sicilian man, down on his luck. He's like, I need to invent something new. He prays. God gives him this idea. It's a recipe. He makes cheesecake.
0: Cheesecake. (laughs) I knew I loved the Greek for some reason. Greece is fantastic. Especially on pizza. (laughs) I don't know. This podcast is getting a little cheesy just shoot me now that was really bad that was a horrible joke (laughs) Hmm. okay I'm setting my rice aside and delving into the avocado this avocado has been in the refrigerator for five days but it is still firm but we're about to find out how. (laughs) what
1: (laughs) five days and firm
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'll be the name of my um, booty workout program (laughs) Get your booty f- firm in five days. Order your copy of Five Days and Firm now.
1: I can't believe it. <laughs> I had the flattest butt before.
0: And it was somehow still squishy. But now, after my five days, it is firm and huge. <laughs> I would recommend Dr. Carter to absolutely anybody. He's a miracle worker. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to eat this avocado without a spoon. Do you eat avocados out of the skin?
1: I don't eat avocados.
0: <laughs> Why not? Hmm. You like guacamole? No. What? You're not a guacamole guy? Not really. How did I not know this?
1: It's just a texture thing, and you know, the flavor's not that good.
0: <clears throat> You're actually not wrong. Like, it depends on who makes it and what they put in it, but it. As far as dips go, it's kind of bland. All yeah, really, again, it depends. <laughs> and avocados are bland. Like, that's yeah. the thing. But if you can zero in on the flavor, it's an acquired taste, like mm-hmm. beer or wine or whiskey or scotch or vodka. Dude, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and he had some guy on that was talking about he's like the owner of some big vodka company. Mm-hmm. And part of their like distilling process, or I don't know what it's called for vodka, they pour it over um, either crystals or diamond, and they, there's like no scientific reason behind it. Like they don't know what it does to it. But there's a difference. Apparently, there's a difference, and like over time, the uh, the crystals or diamonds will like turn yellow, so they will have to swap them out. So I think the idea is is they pull out impurities somehow from the vodka. But like they've done blind taste tests with people, like study groups or whatever you call it, um, focus groups, and the people like the stuff that's been poured over, crystal, the crystal, better. So it's weird, but that's bizarre. It's cool though, I mean, it is cool. I kind of want to get um, a bottle of their stuff because, first of all, it's supposed to be really good. Who was it? I
1: just got a let bottle. Me, let me check. But, but it's it, probably not that. Well, because... the bottle
0: is like a skull.
1: No, because the I did guy not.
0: <laughs> this was one of my favorite Joe Rogan podcasts cuz I just talked about the crystal skulls briefly while you were gone but you know the the fourth indiana jones movie that sucked yeah with the crystal skull so the crystal skulls are real things mm. um and there's multiple of there's so the 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 thing behind them is there are these artifacts that have been found um in like ancient you know digs or whatever around the world mm-hmm. so they're all like unconnected, but they're the same thing. Like, you know, they're dug up in the Incas and then also like halfway across the world somewhere else. And it's like the same sort of thing. Yeah. And the way that the skulls were like polished down or created, like it couldn't have been in th- with the tools they had mm. at the time. So the theory is because some of the native people say that, you know, they got them from the star people, from the aliens. Um, so this podcast was really fun to listen to because... A bunch uh, of theories. Well, yeah, this dude, I'm I'm shocked that this guy, like, is as successful as he is and, like, owns a business. <laughs> because people lose their jobs when they come out, and they're just, and they, if they even say, like, if a I CEO believe. says, like, I believe in UFOs or I've seen a UFO, they lose, like, all of their credibility. Yeah. And this guy is, like, full off the reservation.
1: And he's thriving.
0: And he's, yeah, he's doing great. So, the pit. Here's, here's hope. I'm probably going to launch. I'm kind of mutilating this other half of the avocado. Ugh. This is a mess. Just bite with your teeth. Scrap Oh, the whole that's genius. I'm I so I cut the avocado in half. I'm removing the pit by biting it. Ah, ah. 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 <laughs> That was not clean. Oh well. Boop
1: <laughs> What I was gonna say before I left, yes. <clears throat> not to tangent, is when When they say you need to make something that you like, you find very personal. I was realizing that yesterday I was feeling like super anxious, like the whole day, and I was just kind of like fighting it, you know, and Mm -hmm. like praying about it and fighting it. And I was like, I don't know what it is. And then I came home, and I was like still kind of fighting it. And then like I talked it through with Blake, and she was asking me questions about it, and it was kind of like I realized that. I was like I have a huge fear of like regret. Hmm. Um, and then it bugs me when there's things that like in that like remind me of things that I regret or things that like I left unfinished. Usually it it pertains to not all the time, but a lot of the times, like unproductivity, which kind of stems from me wanting to do more with like discipline, like going to the gym and other things. Like I have like a memory that like comes back all the time is like Wanting to going to study Language like Rosetta Stone in high school. Yeah, and that was like on like, uh, you know Like a tablet or a laptop and then I would end up going and like doing it in bed And I would either fall asleep or I get distracted and like watch YouTube or I just like, you know Got my phone and then I was just like 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 cram on like homework and I would not do a good job And it's like so many times where I was like, oh, like I could have done like I done better at the ACT if I did math better You know like all these like and it's like those things like I don't want to live with regret so it's like a lot of like There's a lot of grace in that and there's a lot of like harmful way of thinking but it's also like it's half of its harmful half of its good to like Not be like sit on your butt and like just because it's not like I'm just like living with it And I want to just like keep being lazy, you know, like I want to make change Uh, And then I beat myself up when I don't so it's like Those fears bug me and I think that's kind of where some of my anxiousness comes from is like Regretting or like feeling like I'm gonna regret or like remembering things and stuff Mm -hmm. So I was like well I could make a short film about regret But that kind of scares me because I hate feeling regretful and I hate flushing that idea out because then I feel like those emotions a lot I even hate when somebody else talks about things they regret because I'm like I feel it for them Mm. Uh, but I had the idea of yesterday of like a father-son camping trip short film where it's like a father and his like 18 year old son and then he has a, another much younger son who's like 10 um, and the father has never really gone camping but he is like choosing to go out with his son because he the father regrets not doing more things with the older son mm-hmm. and he's like trying to like do it before he loses time and then the older son also regrets kind of the same things that I regret like a lot of smaller things but similar things where it's like i regret not being more like disciplined with school i regret not wearing my retainer i regret not like all these like random things that just like piling up and it's a lot of like the real emotions of like transition and like moving moving out of like the house and stuff and it's like oh i wish i could have done this better on both sides like i don't think it's just like the parent side i think yeah. it's like the kid side too like i have all those emotions not everybody does but like it's very personal to me, so it's like the camping trip is kind of this like like all these emo- like you, all this baggage that's like Led up to both of them and then it all kind of dumps in this short film where they go take this camping trip and they both want to like Do better, but it also like goes wrong, and it's like they both get super emotional, but they also want the younger brother to learn from their mistakes, like the dad is trying to invest more time in both of them and learn from the mistakes with the older brother. The older brother wants the younger brother not to mess up like he did. And the in the end, I was like, they like I feel like they should just come to the, they should confess all the things that they're like regretting, you know. So it's not like because they don't really communicate very well. And then in the end, they like realize that they don't like, even though it's, you know, you should spend more time or whatever. Like it's something you don't have to regret because the both characters clearly like love each other and it's like we love each other no matter what. So it's like we don't have to you can let those things go. And mm. like a big part of it is letting things go. I do I'm a it's harder for me to let things go, but you kinda need that. So uh that's like the short film idea, but it's gotta be quirky. I don't want it to be a drama. So I want it to be like melodramatic where it's like very quirky, kinda funny. Shoot it in an old timey way where you get like Old Painted backdrops like old movies and so it's like you go into this forest But it's like an old painted backdrop with Mm -hmm. like these like foreground elements and then when they're driving the car It's got like the projector behind them of like where they're (laughs) going type of thing So it's got this kind of classic feel so it's a little off-putting and kind of fun, but it's like dealing with some more like serious themes and stuff Mm -hmm. so like they could get like attacked by a bunch of like Weird wolves in the forest or like all these like weird things could happen to them where it all kind of falls apart But they still have like this experience together That was my idea for yesterday, and it's like I feel like that would be really emotional personally, but uh, That's one you have to kind of flesh it out, and I'm not good at writing So I need to give it time.
0: It sounds like a good idea and honestly because it's such a close emotion to you Mm -hmm. It probably would work, and you know I realized something like two days ago because I was anxious about something too um And I started thinking about what was making me anxious and like, you know, your default is to pull away from it. But like, okay, as a martial artist, this is how I think about things a little bit. So this is like, it's kind of like a fight. So say like I'm fighting somebody, um, but I'm like not getting in close enough to them to actually hit them so I can stop the fight. Or make
1: things like as effective as they could be.
0: I'm like... I'm kind of like maybe dancing in and out a little bit. Like I'll get maybe close to it for a second, but then I'll like keep my distance so I can't kick him, I can't punch him, I can't touch him.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And that's kind of what, that just creates more tension because it's unresolved. And it
1: drags Mm -hmm. it out longer.
0: Right, and that's like me with anxiety is like, my default is to be, is to avoid it. Mm -hmm. But obviously anxiety is like your brain like telling you that there's, there's something, something wrong you need to deal with. Yeah. Um, so you have this push and pull of that's keeping you just far enough away to keep from doing anything about it, but, but, um, not close enough to finish it yeah. and to fix it. Um, and I started, um, I didn't have that thought until just now, but the thought I had a couple of days ago was like that, that repulsion of it. I'm like, this isn't, really helping and I thought what if I don't what what if I actually think about what's causing this anxiety yeah and flesh it out and it's very not natural because it's no. like
1: well I was very actively I think I mean I was praying about it yesterday mm-hmm. but I was also kind of actively trying not to feel the feelings that I had you know yeah until Blake was like it's okay to feel this and you know like it's good to like understand why you're like mm-hmm. like thinking through way you're thinking through. So it's like it feels worse at some point, but it's also like a relief once you kind
0: of like and I came to a realization, kind of through that that this is an emotion, It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was thinking about what was making me anxious. and it was unfounded. There wasn't really evidence behind it. It wasn't like it wasn't like family members in the hospital. And the doctors say they're not going to live long, so I'm anxious. It was like my brain coming up with a problem. Yeah. And I was anxious about it. It's just kind of like, at the end of the day, the only substance to this is a feeling, and feelings are not sub- substantive. Yeah. They're, they're there, true. but there's nothing really to them. Yeah. Which is, I feel like it's harder,
1: because like when there's something like tangible happening, then you're like, okay, I'm going to feel this until this happens and then it's all gonna be done, you know, like you kinda know the timeline when it's an external thing. Right. Generally. But those emotions are a little harder because it's like you have to be very actively like uh aware, I guess. You know?
0: Yeah. Anxiety's tricky. And I think one of the one of the Christian answers for it is uh Ben Stewart said it at passion. And it all kind of stems back to who you believe God is. Because if you believe God is who truly who he says he is, then like, if you legit believe it, you're not really going to be anxious about anything. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really insightful because you're, you realize, I was like, I don't really, I guess I don't, at least not right at this moment, I don't really believe who he says he is. Yeah. Um, and that's good to realize that because then you can deal with it. But yeah,
1: I've like thought that it's still really hard to like, like. Moving on is hard, so it's, like, still trying to, like... It's hard to actually be- believe that. Yeah. But it's, you know, I, I do. It's just, like, you know, I think I also don't have much patience. So that's what yeah, that's true. Patience is
0: big. Yeah. Because good things take time. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're going to be imperfect. We're not going to be able to shake every bad thing. Yeah. But there are bits of freedom that we can get.
1: Yeah. And there are, there is resolution in a lot of it, you know. There are some, like, things that bug me unresolved, like quote you know, quote unquote, regrets that can still be resolved some of them are like that's in the past and I got to move on but some of it's like mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way and a way for me to stop feeling this way is to actually just do something about it, you know,
0: do you feel um, With your regret um, Do you have anxiety about it because you feel like you missed out on something?
1: Uh, it's interesting. I wrote that down last night um, I mean because I uh, relating to the short film um and it was a few by the way a good note taking app that i've been using is notion instead of the app on the notion it's been good uh anyway um i said for the uh like both characters are frustrated themselves the most they don't regret things that they uh um uh, they want, they want to live with no regrets, which doesn't mean they need to do more things or wanted to do more things. It means that they regret the things they should have done and like they could do. So it's not like that I regret. So it's kind of me too, I guess. It's like, I don't regret doing less. I regret the things that I was like right in front of me that I didn't do. Like, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Like why?
1: Like, I didn't like, I didn't like, I don't like regret like not going to Paris. Like, I had an opportunity to go to Paris and I didn't mm-hmm. do it, you know? I'm sure yeah. I would regret that, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not like those kind of things where it's like, I kind of forget. Like, I probably had opportunities to go do things and I've chosen not to do them. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not been the, those things that stick with me. It's the things that like, um, it's the things that like were just the mundane stuff mm-hmm. that I kind of just, Like uh, slacked off on, you know. So it's like a lot of school, a lot of those kind of like things where it's like, and some of it's like naturally like I don't, I'm not like a math whiz, so I can't like be like I could have been a genius, you know. It's like I can't force myself into a box that I'm not, but I could have worked harder and been less distracted, you know, with the things that I could have done in my life, you know. Yeah. Or like simple habits of like you know.
0: Is there is does comparison play a factor in this at all like you see other people doing things and It can you know, like I could have been that if I had done this or hadn't done this.
1: Yeah, it, it probably is. It's been nice like It's weird like I don't people I think Comparison is a factor. I don't know how like deep it is because like um, People always talk about comparison and social media mm-hmm. Which I get but it never really was a problem for me on social media, be, always. It was, like, it honestly was when I was single because then I would, like...
0: Relationships. Relationships
1: and those kind of things, uh, those kind of comparisons, more, like, uh, jealousy and stuff in that yeah. that reign yeah. Real, it, a, a Relating relationships, particularly. But when it came to most everything else... It wasn't really a factor, uh, so I think comparison is kind of like, uh, like the the bigger, like I yeah I I don't know I don't know what the answer is. I think I do compare to some people that have made it, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm like oh, but I see that they studied and did this and this and this and I haven't done that, but that's usually not what I think through when I'm like when I think about regrets. Not like oh they did this and I should do this it was just more of like a sense of responsibility that I could have done something within my own like
0: Mm -hmm. it sounds kind of like it sounds kind of like you're you have expectations for yourself and because you haven't hit them you are kind of beating yourself up yeah does that feel kind of like what it is yeah
1: I think it's true like I think I do have like a high expectation of like what I should be doing or what I should do you know Mm -hmm. and like you know some of those are you know a lot of those are not like, healthy, you know, and people are helping me, you know, or, like, helping me, you know, realize that, I guess. I'm also very internal, so it's, like, I don't really process it that much, but, yeah. I think it's, like, the high sense of responsibility, and, like, I should be at this level. Mm -hmm. And so that's a healthy, like, drive to do things, But if you actually, like, do things, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's tough, because, like, that anxiety and, like, having expectations for yourself, you hear like successful people or people who claim to be successful, like you hear them saying, you know, Oh yeah. Well, if you feel bad about yourself, like if you, or if you're looking at somebody else, do something better than you and it makes you feel bad that then do it better. Like yeah. improve. And I'm like, that doesn't help. That makes it worse. Yeah. Cause that puts more of the weight on my end and my strength to do something. Yeah. And that is obviously not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shut up about the grind.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really help. Uh, And it's, yeah, it's weird. I don't really, I don't really admire the people that are like, um, like, uh, they just like give something, like, they kind of like, like I do admire people who have like a very clear vision, but people who are just like so focused that they have to like eliminate people and other things to like accomplish what they want, like that doesn't, but the people who are able to like naturally like balance things, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of it's just growth, just being willing to, to grow and stuff.
0: Yeah, I applaud the focus and discipline of people to cut out everything, but I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. But that le- just purely the level of focus and discipline is really good. But I'm finding out more and more that people are driven. Uh, people like that are driven by insecurities or yeah. or past failures, and I think generally that just comes from not feeling good enough. Yeah. So it's 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 weird, and I think it's really poisonous. That there's a lot of people who are sharing stuff like that um, and claiming that it's like the fix. Like this, yeah. is, this is the pinnacle. This is what to strive towards when it's just been motivated. It's putting more pressure on yourself. And... and it's it's been motivated by the wrong things. Yeah. Um, and it's just putting a ton of pressure on everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but it's been good. Like talking it through with Blake and like processing it all has been good. Uh, so it's like the short film idea is like something I don't really want to do because it makes me feel the things. But it's like, again, like you all have said, it's like, it's okay to feel the feelings. It's okay to like with you, like your, your martial arts analogy, like you're going to get close, which means you could get hurt, you know? Uh, but it's also like a greater chance of like overcoming, you know, and dealing with, you know, the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. And, in, and that, that does hurt to deal with something. Um, but then to have, to, to, yeah, to have, uh, I guess, victory over it in the end is worth it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm trying to be careful how I say that because that makes it sound like if it's, you do enough, you can beat it. And that's right. not what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's always in the, not the right context. Right. right. Yeah. Yep.
1: <sighs> <laughs> that's what I was going to talk about, oh, <laughs> regardless. <Yeah>. But. <laughs> The uh, on a lighter note, uh, with uh, you've started wearing like a headband to karate. Yes, like I have. when did you break that out? Uh,
0: I went and bought that last week, I think, because I was. It was during the the road trip trip in Louisiana. Yeah. We went to a uh, like I've been growing my hair back out, and they didn't really realize how long it looked. And we went to the trampoline park, and I was bouncing. I got all sweaty. I was like, you know, I'm doing stuff with my hair with my yeah, hand the yeah. whole time, and I didn't really think anything of it. And then I like got out And like went to the bathroom And looked in the mirror At the end of the whole thing And it looked like The most disgusting thing <laughs> It was just like It was all like wet And matted down And like in like My bangs were like in groups And <laughs> yeah. it was like The dumbest looking thing I'm like I cannot look like this again Especially And like in Kempo That's where I get real sweaty yeah. So I'm like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a headband Because I've seen people do it And my hair is only Gonna get longer So I need to keep it Out of my eyes But yeah, we had
1: Uh Mr. England on this podcast yet
0: no he wanted to at the beginning and I think he still wants to it's just whenever we talk about getting together and hanging out like we were going to get together over break Mm -hmm. uh, around the holidays and then he got sick so stuff just falls through the cracks he's going to be on here at some point (laughs) (laughs) excuse me Um, I'm
1: excited for the future of the that whole whatever happens there yeah Like, like the building and stuff
0: I talked to him some more last night about future stuff and he was saying things are falling into place um now that like they've been waiting twenty years to fall into place. That's great. So it's exciting to see how things are growing. I'm I'm pumped. Um we'll see how things pan out. Mr. England will be on. He will be on with a bottle, and I will have a bottle, or maybe a can. Can we do a bottle? <laughs> can and bottle. <laughs> Those are for the long podcasts. Maybe one day we'll have two different kinds of root beer on, and we'll transition from one to the other.
1: You should have a podcast where you, like, because I'm sure they have like videos, like how to make your own root beer. Oh. So you could like a podcast of you like making your own blend.
0: We have tons of sassafras around here. When I build my schoolie, that'll probably. Be... I'll have like a vat and like yeah, like, like a still on the back. Yeah, like I <laughs> you're gonna find me in the woods in my schoolie with a still. I'm gonna be like full-on redneck uh, um, moonshine maker. You I'm gonna them, be like, wearing a bottle, like
1: try this and like it's not very
0: strong. It's root beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be wearing overalls with no shirt underneath, <laughs> like nothing. Like I'm just pull on some overalls, maybe some boots, and that's it. <laughs> That'll be me in the woods. Anyways, okay, thanks for joining us guys. Back with you with another bottle another time.